0: You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is The Music Weekly. My name's Brad Jackson. We'll be back very, very soon. In the meantime, we're talking about Bob Evans. He's dropped a brand new track, which is called Born Yesterday. It's the first single and the first release that we've had from him since 2018. Now, you might also know Bob Evans, a.k.a. Kevin Mitchell, as the frontman of Oz rock act Jebediah. He joins me on the line now to talk about this latest Bob Evans single called Born yesterday. Bob Evans, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Great. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Congratulations on Born Yesterday. It's your first release since uh, 2018's Full Circle. I guess, first up, tell us how this track came to be. From what I understand, I guess it's a very nostalgic song for you and uh, lyrically, I believe it was born backstage at a Jebediah gig uh, and kind of born yeah. from when you learned about a share house that you used to live in that came up for sale. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the kind of lyrical inspiration, I suppose that I needed. I'd, I'd written this, this, you know, the melody and I think I had the words for the court, like born yesterday is like those words. And so I knew what the intent of the song was, was uh, supposed to be. Um, but with all my songs, yeah, I, I get to that stage, you know, I have all the music, I have all the parts, and I've probably got like a, a lyrical idea for the chorus. And so I know what the sentiment and everything is. And then I have to try and, um, you know, figure out where the words are going to come from. And sometimes that can take a long time. Sometimes it just requires, you know, a little spark to kind of set me, set me off. Um, and, yeah, in this case it was. It was you know, reconnecting with old housemates back in Perth from like 20 years ago. Um, And uh, because the house we used to live in had been put on sales, it was up on realestate.com. So you could go and look at all the photos of it. And it hadn't changed at all. It looked exactly the same as when we lived there. And it was a real, you know, it was an old house when we were there Um, and it still had not been um, renovated or anything. So it was full 1950s, little house um it was a, it's probably the people who were going to buy it um were probably just going to bulldoze it you know mm. um so yeah it was just a i don't know it was just a really lovely and surprising out of the blue kind of little catch up and yeah look i guess i kind of took that experience away with me and and thought oh you know look i can sort of channel some of that some of that stuff into um into the lyrics for this song.
0: Where were you in that time of your life when you were living in that share house? Um, you know, what kind of stuff was happening for you personally?
1: Um,
0: yeah, look, I guess
1: I moved out of home when I was uh, 20, no, when I was 19. Um, Jeb and I had just started sort of touring. We'd just come, come back from our first sort of big national tour when I moved out of home. And so the band was just kind of starting to become a, you know, become a thing. It was a, bit at that stage it was a full-time kind of job um, and we were starting to get popular and that was all happening. And and I guess just also freedom, you know, just pure freedom. Um, You know, it was really exciting kind of time in my life where, yeah, I could just I was living my, I was just living my life, you know, for the first time ever. I was, you know, I'd quit uni and I'd, you know, pretty much run off to join the circus in a sense, <laughs> you know, because that's, kind of, that's kind of what it's like. Mm. Um, and it was incredibly exciting. But then at the same time, it was also really fucking scary because, you know, going out into the world and, yeah, over the next sort of couple of years with becoming successful, having to navigate that, you know, my dad passed away a couple of years, uh, ninety eight. Um, so there's a lot going on, you know, and it was
0: a um, it was an intense an intense time. When you were looking at the photos, did it seem like the house was smaller than what you remember? I always, when I go back to either my parents' place where I grew up, or if I go um, visit places where I've lived before, it always just seems smaller.
1: <laughs> yeah i think that's uh that's the thing isn't it um <laughs>
0: maybe i'm getting I was, bigger i don't know
1: <laughs> yeah i was having a yeah had a similar conversation with somebody the other day because um because i was um i was at with my family down at the uh, local water park they They'd just reopened post covid restrictions and
2: mm.
1: you know so we we're hitting the slides and all that kind of stuff and yeah i was chatting to somebody over in perth and just saying oh yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like the one over in Perth, except it's heaps smaller. <laughs> and the guy was like, you know what? I think if you went to the one in Perth, you'd probably find it wasn't that big. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. When we, when we do revisit things as adults from our childhoods, it often, it's, yeah, it's like, it could be like a backyard, you know, you mm. revisit a backyard from some house that you've spent a lot of time in as a kid and and you just remember it being so massive and, um, but yeah, you know, I mean, look, and perhaps that's a bit of a metaphor, you know, for for the way we kind of when we as we grow up. I'm I'm 43 years old now, so very much middle aged, and yeah, I there is a sense of um, when you remember back to you know your childhood or your teenage years or even your early adulthood, um, the it's the world is a much bigger place and. And when you revisit it, it's kind of like, oh yeah, you know that thing that was so epic and felt like it just went on forever. It was actually just a, a little moment in time. You know, it was just,
2: hmm.
1: it was just a you know, it doesn't have that same grandeur to it. Um, and you know, there's something sort of, I don't know, there's 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 something kind of bittersweet about that. There's a there's something sweet about it, but there's also something kind of melancholy about it too.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's it's lovely to go back and revisit all of these memories, but at the same time, um, I think it's existentially quite terrifying for me. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if the buyers of this sharehouse um are aware of its history, and uh, I wonder if they're Jebediah or Bob Evans fans.
1: <laughs> they well, they did become aware of it, yes. Because ah. funnily and enough, um, I so when after that conversation, my, housemates, whatever, I, I posted on the Jebediah Facebook page a link to the house that was for sale. And because not only was that my first share house, it was also um, where we filmed our very first Jebediah video clip called wow. for Jerks of Attention. And the band, where the band is playing, that clip's my actual bedroom in that house. Yeah, right. So so I thought this would be great for, you know, the the, the Jebediah fans out there because you know, the, the train spotters will be able to kind of look at the photos and see different areas from the video clip. Um, so as a result of that, the next day, I guess what happened was the real estate, this all what was told to me, but the real estate agents kind of got into the office and they're checking up all the numbers of how, how much um, the site's been visited and find this house in Subiaco, the, the number of um, visits online had just gone through the roof. <laughs> Um, and of course, they were like, oh, wow, you know, this this property is hot. You know, there's a lot of people interested in this property. But then they they were to later find out that um, uh, the story and um, because I did read a little article that must have come out, you know, a week later on realestate.com where the Guy who was selling the house? You know, talked about it. You know, said, "Oh, it's actually got you know there's a bit of music, WA local music history in this house and everything." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's quite funny. Uh, who knows what's happened to it now? I, I don't. I don't know. It was, it was. It was in one of those areas. It was in Subiaco in Perth. So at the time I lived there, um, I was paying for my room. I was paying forty dollars a week. Oh rent. my gosh! <laughs> yes, there were four of us. So I think the total rent for the house was just a little under two hundred. And I had the smallest room, um, so I was paying the least at $40 a week, which suited me fine because I was started touring, so I was away so much. Wow. Um, so, yeah, and now the, the house was on sale for like over a million dollars and honestly it was, a, <laughs> it was a pretty crappy house.
0: <laughs> Should be heritage listed now. <laughs> Well, yes,
1: well, a few people made that joke. But, uh, <laughs> I think a few people, you know, made the joke of like turning it into like um, you know, uh, like a, a like the Elvis, you know, music. What's the Elvis house in Memphis? Yeah, um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, just turning it into like a little chevadai <laughs> museum. Yeah, but I guess for that to happen, we would have to buy it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Oh dear. Uh, Tell me about, um, we'll we'll jump back on to to Born yesterday. I'm (coughs) loving the fact that there is this sax solo in there. (laughs) It's just, it's really refreshing actually, because it's not very often that you do get to hear a good sax solo these days. Um, Did you perform that on the recording or or did someone else (laughs) do that?
1: (laughs) Uh, I wish. Oh my God. I wish I could play sax No. um, No, it was... um we got, uh, we got someone in to perform that's uh, Carl Mackey. Sorry, I was just Carl Mackey was his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. And I, I hadn't, that, that was one, really the one part of the song that I hadn't kind of demoed. You know, everything else about the song that you hear, you know, is all, is all pretty true to my original demo. But in that solo section an outro section of the song, um, I was, it was just electric guitar playing lead. I can't even remember what the, how the solo went anymore. Um, <laughs> because it just was being wiped from my memory. But, um, but yeah, it always, we got to that point of the song and we just kept putting it off, putting it off. I think we just, there's a feeling like, ah, it's gotta be something. I don't know. The, Doing a guitar solo was just, it was kind of played out. Wasn't? So anyway, we, we got this brass section to perform another song on the record, and when they finished that, we just asked Carl if he wouldn't mind just sticking around for an extra, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and it, we were just like, look, we'll just play this other song. There's a solo section, and you just just improvise over it um, and just really go for it and let loose and have fun and just do, do you, you know? We didn't give him any real instructions. And um, and that's what happened. And it's just, I think it just, um, it just fits perfectly. It just gives the song that it's just the final piece of the puzzle, really, for that song. Because it's like the interesting thing about the sax is, well, for starters, it it, it from it really comes out of left field. I don't think people are expecting it when no. it comes in. So that's. That's great um, and it's certainly left field for me because I've never done something like that before and like you say, people aren't so used to hearing sex solos these days. Um, but the other interesting thing about it is the way that it kind of suits the song because for anybody who um, is old enough to have lived in the 80s, I was a li- only a little kid in the 80s. so Same, yeah. Um, so, but I can remember that obviously my first memories of music was the 80s. And there was tons of sax solos, so immediately it's the sound of it kind of takes you back. Um, It's got a real there's a nostalgic element to just the sound of it for a lot of us, Mm. and which ties in perfectly with the sentiment of the song. And that's exactly so. So it's perfect. It's so much better than a guitar solo because
0: well, it just it fits so well. It
1: helps. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I you know I absolutely love it probably it was probably my favorite my probably my favorite uh, day in the studio I mean it was right towards the end too um we were really just getting to the last putting the finishing touches to everything and um and you know it's also i think a lot of um musicians or writers record makers would um agree with me here in that um you know, you write and you demo, and you organize everything so much. And you go into the studio, and pretty much everything that happens in the studio is kind of a, a sort of not a. It's kind of a reproduction, or at least a version of what you've already done. And the stuff that really, the stuff that I really love in the studio is the stuff that other people bring to it that I haven't that I haven't um, written because that makes the song fresh. It freshens up the song for me the song that I've been working on for years, mm. um, it, 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 when, it, when you add an element to it that is completely out of left field and not from inside my head, then it just makes me love the song again, you know, um, or love the song more. Mm. It just makes it all kind of fresh and new. And I think I'm sure I've read interviews with other record makers that have said similar kind of things. So.
0: So I'm assuming that Born Yesterday will be featured on a larger body of work that that is in the works.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the whole um, finished making the record in. We were in the studio in March. Right. Pretty much the last day in the studio was this, or the the last forty eight hours I spent in the studio coincided with the forty eight hours where all my live work for the year was um, cancelled. Right. So it was, and then we went into lockdown soon after that. Wow. Um, So we only just. You know, we only just finished recording it in time, although, you know, it still had to be mixed and mastered. And and so for a long time, the record was just put on ice while Mm. we sort of figured out what we were going to do and what we were going to be able to do because obviously spending money was the last thing on anyone's mind. Um, But, yeah, things sort of started to work themselves out as the months went by. So, I mean, originally... The original idea was this album would have come out, been out by now. Yeah. But um, now it's going to be out uh, in April
0: next year. It must have been a very chaotic week that week when you were wrapping this record up and getting the calls from, I'm assuming, all of your <laughs> management and venues going, can't do it, can't do any live shows. Uh, it, it was just the strangest time. It really was. Um, and it was because it, every.
1: And, and I'm so glad it happened right at the end of the recording session because if it didn't happen at the start, like it would have just been so distracting. I'm not quite sure how we would have, how I would have been able to concentrate on making this record because every five minutes something happened. You know, when South by Southwest was cancelled, I remember, mm. everyone was, you know, freaking out about that. That didn't affect me because I wasn't going, but affected a lot of people, really you know people that put you know there's 12 months of planning goes into that for a lot of people um and money and grants and all that kind of stuff so um but yeah it was just stuff announcements like that just every every few minutes to, just about and everyone was just couldn't believe what was going on we were all in shock as this virus everything transpired um and yeah luckily we were right at the end of making this record and um um, because it was, yeah, it was incredibly distracting.
0: I, I imagine. So, it yeah, time. I mean, I,
1: I, at the time or soon after I finished the record and when all, everything went crazy and we went into lockdown, I was thinking, ah, oh, you know, this is the, I, I f- thought of myself as really unlucky because it was like, oh no, I've just, cause I'm, just, I'm self-financing the record, I'm spending my own money on it. So it's like, oh no, like I've just lost all my work and I've just spent all this money. This is the timing is terrible, but mm. as it's turned out, i realised that the timing was actually pretty good. I, I'm actually feel lucky now because we just kind of got got it made in time. Mm. And if if we had a, if that record recordings um, time was scheduled for a month later, like say April or even at the end of March, probably w- wouldn't have been able to make a record until now, mm. um, which would have been awful a far worse situation so so yeah i think fortunately i've got to the end of the year now and i can think oh you know things things worked out okay
0: tell us about these run of shows that you're doing in december um i believe you have a few uh, happening in queenscliff kicking off december 12th um well i'm assuming that this is your first run of live shows since mm. you've come out of lockdown i'm imagining that this will feel pretty good
1: yeah well i, I it is my first show. It's my, it'll be my my first show since Feb, uh, First Bob Evans show since February, right? Um, and of course, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but it's also going to be very strange because <laughs> I'm doing like three shows in a row, um, like a th- because of these reduced capacities. Um, so it's like a three o'clock show, a five thirty show, and an eight o'clock show. So. You know, you do, it's a two hour thing. Everyone comes in, sits down at their tables, eats their meal, watches the show, and then they all get thrown out and then (laughs) bring in the next lot. (laughs) I've never, ever experienced anything like that before. And um, so, so yeah, you know, it's a little bit, it's going to be odd, but, um, you know, I think myself and the audience will probably go in with the attitude of just embracing the, the weirdness. <laughs> I think that's what you have to do in these situations. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure it'll be great.
0: I'm sure it'll be a, a great time. It's just going to be um, a bit strange having to uh, have an audience rock along with you whilst they're sitting down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, look, you know, in that sense, this very much suits me um, because I'm playing, it's a solo show. Right. Yeah. Um, and when I play solo, I've played many solo shows to sit-down audiences and I actually prefer them. Hmm. Whether they're theatre, whether it's a big theatre or a little dinner and show, I, I prefer them because when I'm playing solo because, you know, you can't really dance to it. Hmm. You can't really get up and dance to like me playing solo. Just people have tried.
0: <laughs> I'm they
1: sure play. they have. <laughs> <laughs> they're usually very drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they think oh, I'm going to get up and have a dance, and yeah, it's not a you know without drums, it's tough. Um, <laughs> uh, so this actually suits me quite well. Um, I think it, it would be much, much harder. And I don't know if this will ever experience this, but um, but with Jebed Isles, for example, playing to a seated, that would be really strange. Yes, like almost to the point of not being worth doing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks like on the Jebed Eye front that uh, you know festivals are starting to um happen again next year, and um, that's probably
0: where uh, where Eye will be seen. Well, that's that's probably for the best. But in the yeah. meantime, congratulations on board yesterday, and I look forward Thanks. to hearing the rest of the record. Kevin Thanks Mitchell, sir. aka Bob Evans, it's been an absolute pleasure. Picking your brain today. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. That's Kevin Mitchell, a.k.a. Bob Evans, on Energy Groove Radio, speaking to me about his brand-new single, which is called Born Yesterday. It is out now. It's the first taste of a new record that he is due to drop for us next year. For more information, head up our website. This is The Music Weekly. I
2: could call you tonight, but what would we say? Lately. faded away